This is the West Virginia Soccer Association Beyond the Pitch podcast on the WVSA Digital Network. From the Sport Pens International Studios in Charleston, West Virginia, here's your host, Marcus Cole. Welcome to the podcast. We have another great show on tap today. Before we welcome our guests, I want to remind you to like, subscribe, and share our program. Now, this helps us get the word out to others and let them know that we're providing valuable information designed for soccer players, coaches, referees, and parents. And today we're going to be talking to our players and a little bit to our parents as well, kind of cluing them in a little bit. Uh, back on the program, we have Kierigan Johnson, former Fairmont State University women's soccer player. Kierigan, welcome back to the program. It is great to be here. Thanks for having me. And we're excited to have Kierigan back. And uh, back when we had Kierigan on a while ago, uh, we were talking about her being a collegiate soccer player and battling an eating disorder. And it was a wonderful episode where Kierigan was very vulnerable and honest with her answers and talking about the issue that she had. And it was great because it was a three-part series where we started talking to Kerrigan and got it from the student athlete perspective. And then we brought in Stephanie May from SM Nutrition, where she talked about the nutritional side of an eating disorder. And then we went even further into the mental health aspect of it with Dr. Ashley Coker Cranny from Whole Brain Solutions to talk about. So it was a great three-week series of podcasts talking specifically about eating disorders. But the one thing that uh, uh, Kerrigan and I were talking about is we're not necessarily going to go down that road for this time, but May is National Mental Health Awareness Month, and I figured it would be a great opportunity to have Kiergan on the program. Uh, 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 spring seasons have wrapped up for our collegiate soccer players, so they're getting ready to go into their summer workout programs, and I think it's a good opportunity to talk to our players and also the parents kind of clue them in a little bit of just how difficult it is to be a collegiate athlete in today's society. So why don't we go ahead and jump right in. And obviously, Kerrigan, we, we talk about somebody that comes in as a freshman into the year, into this program. Not only you got new to college, you're new to this collegiate program. Talk to us about some of the things that go through your mind as that freshman the first time into the program. Yeah, as if, um, you know, leaving home isn't scary enough after you're done with high school, you know, you're moving into a completely new home environment, whether you're in a dorm, a house, whatever it is. There's so much going on. So just the school aspect itself is such a big change. But then when you're willing to take on that sport aspect as well, it can get extremely, extremely overwhelming. Now, most athletes in most schools, those athletes come to campus a few days before most students to kind of get acclimated and get used to things before school starts on that very first day. So it's a lot to take in, especially starting those two-a-day practices and finding out, like, this is your new life. This is what it's going to be like the next several months. Um, so those freshmen out there, it's it's going to get overwhelming. It can be scary at times, um, but you just have to be willing to adapt to it and change to it. And like I said, it's a lot. So just take it all in and it will be okay. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and, and the better that, you know, the more willing that you are to adapt to it, I think the better off that you're going to be. And yes. you bring up such a great point. I don't think a lot of our athletes really realize this, and I don't think the parents realize it as well. The number of hours that you're putting in as a collegiate soccer player, I mean, it's like 
having a full-time job between between training, between film sessions, between other meetings that you have, between matches, between travel, yes. and everything that's combined with that on top of going to school full-time. Talk to us about that whole dynamic. Absolutely, absolutely. That is, you know, one of the easiest things people tend to forget is we are student athletes. The student comes first, you know, we're going to class, we're taking our tests, exams, whatever it is. But then you have that athlete aspect of it as well, where, like you said, we're traveling practices, you know, team meetings, all this extra stuff on top of that school aspect. So a lot of people tend to think, oh, well, they're athletes, you know, they get excused from class or they might have a tutor help them out. And while those are great things and great perks to have as an athlete, people tend to not take in a, into consideration, well, they're traveling and they have to study on the road versus study in the library or they're playing a game for two or three hours instead of being able to work on homework. So a lot of people tend to forget about that. And it is like having a job because on top of school, you're doing something completely different. And like I said, people just forget about that and it adds so much extra stress. You know, depending upon where you end up playing, whether it's D3, D2, or D1, mm -hmm. um, or even, you know, uh, NAIA, mm -hmm. um, you know, your travel will vary. Obviously, D1, right. you're traveling a whole lot more and stuff like that, but you're missing class, you're right. missing labs, you're missing certain things. And being out of the classroom is hard, especially at the level of college, because these classes are so much harder than they are in high school. Mm -hmm. And missing those things um, takes a toll. And of course, you have to make it up. So then you're trying to jam even more stuff into yeah. your schedule, right? Right, right. And, and I think if you know, we're still looking at it, we'll just say from the freshmen's um, perspective, as they come in, and in, in this coming fall, it's completely different than high school, it you know, you might be taking a chemistry class again, that you thought you took in high school, but it's way different, it's way harder. So being away from that classroom environment, you're almost in some ways trying to teach yourself. So that's another level of stress is, okay, so you miss class, but now you're teaching yourself or, it's it's just so much harder. Talk to us a little bit about the idea of being on your own, mm -hmm. possibly for the first time in your life, mm -hmm. being responsible mm -hmm. for yourself and from the making sure you get enough sleep, make sure you're eating correctly. Because, I mean, you know, you're a collegiate athlete. You can't be throwing junk into your body and expect to be able to perform and feel good when you're out there. Talk to us that aspect. Yeah, so I think that's another big change that a lot of um, incoming freshmen experience. You know, you don't have mom and dad there to cook your meals anymore and tell you, oh, get off your phone, you should probably go to bed. So just being on your own and having to do that for yourself is one thing, but going to class every morning, making grades to play your sport is so crucial um, because obviously, you know, you can't fail your classes and keep playing so you have to hold yourself accountable to go to your study hall sessions or do as well as you can on all these tests it's all up to you you know your coaches and 
even your parents from far away can give you as many resources as possible. But at the end of the day, it is up to you yourself to sit down and do that homework or go to study hall, go to class, even as simple as it sounds, people can be so exhausted from a long day of travel or long training sessions. It's so easy to turn that alarm off and want to go back to bed because mom and dad aren't there to wake you up, but it, you have to hold yourself accountable. And that is one of the biggest keys to success as being a student athlete in my part or in my experience is just holding yourself accountable. Absolutely. You have to. And, you know, I mean, if you have an early, I mean, I know some places that have the early morning training session and then you've got a little bit to go grab something to eat and then you got to go to class. Yep. I mean, and you're yep. just physically exhausted. And after a number of weeks of this, the mental aspect starts coming into where not only are you physically exhausted, but you're mentally exhausted as well. Talk to us about that. Yeah, you know, unfortunately, when those few weeks kick in and you start to really feel that exhaustion is honestly when midterms tend to kick in in most campuses. And like you said, you're going to be mentally and physically exhausted. So how do you find that um, accountability like I was talking about to go study for these huge midterms and these big tests that you're going to have to take to get you through the rest of the semester? Um, it comes down to reaching out, find, you know, finding a good group to study with that not only, you know, if you're feeling like you can't hold yourself accountable, we'll find you a group, whether it's on your team, other people in your class, find those people that are going to hold you accountable. Um, fortunately for me and my experience when I was an athlete, my coaches, we had to check in every week, give them all of our grades, all of our assignments coming up. So that was another layer of them staying on top of us. Um, but yeah, like I said, I think it's crucial not only for yourself, but to have those people. You need encouragement as well. It, it's so easy um, to get down on yourself and and lose that motivation to do, especially the schoolwork. Sports are fun. School sometimes isn't so fun. So fi find a good group of people to help um, help keep you accountable, and I think you'll be fine. Yeah, and that's the and that's the big thing is finding a good support system to support you during those down moments mm -hmm. and and those hard times and you know give you that encouragement that you need. Mm -hmm. um, and I think a lot of students and and I think parents don't maybe understand that uh, coaches value the GPA of the team, and it's not only Absolutely. that they get they get pressure from the school administration about it. I mean, there's obviously minimums that you have to meet as far as right. GPA, but also too, would you agree that there's bragging rights between the other sports within the school? Absolutely. Um, you definitely, you know, sports definitely do compete to see, you know, who can get higher GPAs and obviously every sport and every size of the school is different, but you want to be part of a team that's admired for, knowing they have high GPAs and that team really takes their academics seriously. It's, it's a very competitive, uh, competitive thing. I know that uh, my daughter, she plays for uh, a D2 uh, college uh, women's program and they're always battling volleyball uh, for that yes, top spot yes. in the GPA. So uh, I know yeah. how, I know how competitive that can get. Um, what advice would you give to our student athletes, uh, potentially mostly, I guess, freshmen that are coming in of just a couple of things that you took out of your experience to pass along to them to help them survive that first season? Yeah, so they're like, as originally said early on, it's 
going to be a lot of change. It's going to be really exciting at the same time, but there are definitely going to be days where you're, you might question, you know, is this worth it? This is a lot. This is super overwhelming. And it might change your perspective on the sport, not saying that in a bad way, but you're never, you've never experienced anything like that before. Um, I personally have a brother who is about to be an incoming freshman at Shepherd University, and I'm trying my best to instill in him that I know you've played soccer your whole life, but like I said, this is nothing you've ever experienced. So for him and so many other of the freshmen going in, be open-minded. You're going to have to work very, very hard, not only on the soccer field, but in the classroom as well, because school is going to completely change. Um, so work hard, number one. Number two, like I said earlier, be open to that change. Be open to your um, schedule, you know, varying from day to day. And three, take that accountability, whether it's getting up for your 8 a.m., um, pushing yourself in that workout, whatever it is you're an adult now, you're on your own. Mom and dad, you know, you can call and text them and some parents might be closer than others, but you are really gonna get a taste of what it's like to be on your own. So it's a fun experience um, if you're willing, you know, to take on not only being a college student, but a college athlete as well. That's amazing. So take it all in. But remember, at the end of the day, you're a student athlete and the student part comes first because you can't be an athlete if you're not successful as a student. Exactly. Um, we're talking to Kerrigan Johnson, uh, former Fairmont State University women's soccer player. Um, talk to us a little bit about the team dynamic. Obviously, you're coming into a situation where you're, you may have been the big fish in a little pond where you were in high school or with your club. Now you're coming in with a group of women that are as talented or even more talented than you. And you're also dealing with probably maybe more diversity than you're used to in your local club or high school, that type of thing, where you got a lot of players coming from a lot of different countries, a lot of different cultures. Talk to us about that team dynamic and things that you experienced and, and might have suggestions for. Yeah, I think that it can also be scary. Kind of like you said, you could be a big fish from a little pond. Um, so when you come in, it's almost like a shock of you're like, whoa, I fit in now, you know? So it, it can definitely be scary. But for me, you kind of have to change your perspective on how you look at things when you're looking at your team. Instead of looking at it as like, oh, well, I'm just average. You need to kind of look at yourself and be like, well, the coach thinks I'm just as good as them. You know, you should be honored to be part of that team. And it's really easy to dwell on and think, well, I'm, I'm not a superstar here. Like, what am I doing here? I could be somewhere better. But it's all about your perspective um, that, like I said, I looked at it as if the coach thinks I'm just as good as everybody else. That's why I'm on the team. So, um, you know, coming from a small school, big school, whatever it is, you're there for a reason. It's because the coach thinks you're good enough to be there. What were your thoughts when you were deciding on where to go to school? What were the things that you were considering? Because, of course, you got to consider, number one, your major, if they have your major that you're interested in. Um, obviously, the soccer program is another thing. You know, you like the coach, um, like the players, like the style that they play, and all these other things. What were some of the things that you were considering when you were trying to decide what college to go to? Yeah, so I honestly had a kind of funky route how I ended up at Fairmont State. I tried um, WVU out at first. I thought I wanted to go big and it just wasn't for me. So as I started having that um, 
you know, the transfer mindset and figuring out those things of where I wanted to go. One, I knew I wanted to kind of, it, obviously to be smaller. Um, two, another big thing for me was being close to home. I have such a great support system at home. So for me, if I was playing sports, I wanted my parents or any other family members to be able to come support me. Um, and then three, obviously your major, I knew I wasn't going to play soccer my entire life. So making sure I went to a school that was going to support me and my future goals was crucial. Um, and I know everybody has, you know, different wants and needs. Uh, those were my big ones, but, uh, Fairmont soccer program was pretty young when I came on board as well. So it was kind of nice to, be able to come into a program and kind of see it build. So that was a big thing for me as well. Yeah, there's so many considerations. I don't think, uh, I think some people get so caught up on the soccer aspect of it. Yes. But like you said, you know, you went to WVU and it was a very large school mm -hmm. and you wanted some, you ended up wanting something a little bit smaller and, and, you know, it depends on the campus and, you mm -hmm. know, what climate do you like, whether right. you're in the South, whether you're in the North. I mean, there are so many different things other than soccer to yeah. consider because ultimately I, and I always tell kids, this is that what if you blow your ACL the first week that you're there, are you going to be happy at that school, not playing soccer? Right. Right. Yeah. I think that's huge. And, and honestly, you hate to, I know there's great schools that don't have a lot around them. Uh, you know, Glenville State's a great example. I love Glenville's campus and it's, it's a great school, but that was one place I considered transferring, but there was just nothing around there. So kind of like you said, if I would have had a major injury, that would have been a hard place for me to be at, whereas other people obviously thrive there. So it's, you definitely have to look at it outside of that soccer perspective, because there's so much more that goes into your college and your student athlete experience besides your sport. Yeah, you have to be happy where you are. Mm -hmm. As we uh, kind of wrap up things here on the podcast with Kerrigan Johnson, um, let's go ahead and dive just a little bit, kind of refresh everybody's memory about your experience with your eating disorder. Um, talk to us a little bit just quickly about kind of how it kind of progressed and where it started and and obviously you got the help that you needed and you're in such a better place right now. We're so happy because we follow uh, Kierigan on social media and it's just wonderful all the posts that you've been making and you know graduating and and all this other stuff. It's so wonderful seeing you thrive. Talk to us all about that and refresh our listeners' memories. Yeah, just going back a little bit. Um, in the fall of 2019, uh, in the middle of my soccer season, I just uh, started experiencing some severe body dysmorphia. Became um, really preoccupied of what I was eating, how many calories I was taking in, and it ultimately developed into a pretty severe eating disorder. Um, this wasn't anybody's fault. Um, I kept it a secret for a long time, and fortunately got the help that I needed. Um, but that goes into this mental health. I mean, there were so many stressors on top of me that I didn't realize it, but it took a toll on me. So eventually I did go to therapy. Think, things are great. There have been some bumps in the road. Nothing is perfect by any means. But if I could say one thing, it's I'm not saying anything about eating disorders. I'm just speaking on mental health in general is student athletes, whether you're a freshman coming in, a senior, whoever you are, you have to prioritize yourself. It can be so easy to lose yourself and want to put 
everything into your sport. And that is great. That's what we should be doing. But you have to take care of yourself first. I unfortunately was not able to do that when I was in peak, in the peak time of my eating disorder. I wasn't giving that 100% at practice because I wasn't fueling my body. And that was my own mistake. Um, so take care of yourself when you start your sports this fall. Um, I'm very, very glad I decided to get the help that I needed and have the support system I do because it has made it a thousand times easier to deal with my bad days versus when I was trying to um, deal with them on my own. Yeah, I mean, having that support system is huge and, and be willing uh, to not be embarrassed or not be right. ashamed of asking for help. I think there's mm -hmm. such a stigma. And that's the reason yes. why we talk about this stuff on our podcast is we want to, you know, get people to ask for help, to mm -hmm. be, not be afraid to ask for help. And, you know, because, I mean, we can find the help for you. There's there's uh, a yeah. way and there's a will how, to, you know, to do it. Um, we just, ha you know, and like you said, you kept it secret for a while and, you know, we want people to be able to come forward and, you know, parents listen to your kids, talk to your kids, um, you know, be involved. Um, and, and, uh, and I think that was probably a big thing for you too, is your parents being involved. Yes, absolutely. It was just kind of like you said, that stigma of being able to talk about it. That, that's one thing that makes me so happy to talk about and share my experiences because I felt that stigma of, oh, I'm embarrassed to ask for help or I'm embarrassed to admit that I'm dealing with mental health struggles. Um, that needs to be gone because there's nothing to be embarrassed about. Um, I'll be as vulnerable as I can with people, not because I want sympathy for what I went through, but I don't want anybody else to feel like I did when I was in that space. So be vulnerable. Um, everybody struggles with something every day and parent, you know, like you said, parents just check in on your kids, friends, check in on each other. And the more vulnerable we are, the less people that will, will feel they are alone. Yep. Great advice. Take care of each other. Kierigan Johnson, yes. former Fairmont State University women's soccer player. Thank you so much for coming back onto the program and talking to us today about mental health and the struggles of being a collegiate athlete. We appreciate it. Thank you for having me. And thank you for listening to the show. Remember, make sure you like, subscribe, and share our program, and we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the West Virginia Soccer Association Beyond the Pitch podcast. You can catch a brand new episode every Thursday morning here on the WVSA Digital Network or find us on our social media platforms at WV Soccer. Copyright 2022. All rights reserved.